Tuesday, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, announced a $2 billion investment to fight COVID-19. It includes the procurement of masks, face shields, gowns, and life-saving ventilators made by Toronto-based Thornhill Medical. Thornhill Medical is one of uh, 3,000 companies that reached out to the government to answer the call for help. Unlike uh, some that need to retool and they, they have to change what they do to produce a new product, this, theirs was already in production. The technology was developed by Dr. Joe Fisher. He's a professor in the Department of Anesthesiology and Pain Medicine at Toronto General Hospital and the University Health Network. And he joins the show right now. Welcome to the program, doctor. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for being here. It's I love conversations with people that are uh, coming up with, uh, you know, quick solves as far as COVID-19 goes. This is a solve that's been kind of uh, around for quite a while. Let's talk about your portable ventilator and what it was originally designed for and, you know, why this is advantageous to fighting COVID-19. Sure. Uh, what, what, what would you like me to tell you? Let's start off for the. Uh, let's start off with why you originally designed this portable ventilator. Okay, so you want a little bit of the backstory. Great. All right. So uh, basically, uh, as hard it is as it is to believe, we were actually sought out uh, by the United States Marine Corps to uh, help them develop uh, some life support systems for uh, the battlefield and for disaster care. So uh, there were very harsh conditions that they would have to uh, endure, and, uh, and this device would have to be very comprehensive and look after many types of injury, many organs uh, would be involved. It would also have to be small, light, and rugged. So that's quite a, that's, that's quite a menu that we would have to fill. So they came to you with uh, their specs on what they wanted. How did they... Um... How did they find you? How did you come to the radar of the Marine Corps? Well, it's uh, initially um, I was developing in my lab. I was just sort of, you know, a scientist in a lab. I had uh, undergraduate students and we were just sort of working informally. And we developed uh, methods to become very efficient in oxygen delivery. And uh, they were looking to get rid of oxygen tanks in the field. And so they approached me uh, for this uh, for this thing, and uh, we did some proof of concepts for them. They liked it, and then they came back and they asked us to do this for them. And once we did it for them, there's something called feature creep, which means that you give them one feature that they want, and then they say, "Ooh, do you think it could do this?" And then you give them that, and they say, "Wow, that's amazing. Do you think you can get it to do this?" and so on. So features were added until we basically had a complete intensive care unit in one small can. Wow, that's incredible. So they wanted to get rid of oxygen uh, tanks in the field. Why would you want to, why would they be problematic in the field? Are they heavy? Are they cumbersome? Are they potentially explosive? What's the problem there? All those. (laughs) They're They're cumbersome. They're hard to deploy. They're explosive if a bullet hits them. Uh, there were there were all sorts of problems uh, with the oxygen tanks in the field. 
So you designed this, I'm, I'm guessing, prototype for a, a portable ventilator, and then that led to another prototype with extra add-ons. How long did it take you to come up with your final product right now, which the government has ordered from you? Uh, they are looking for you to supply, um, I think, is it 5,000 of these? What's the order from the Canadian government for your portable technology, these ventilators? 500, 500 I believe. 500,000? Or no, 500. 500. <laughs> okay. I want it to be 500,000 because I kind of think well, these should yeah. be stocked in every hospital all around Canada. I mean, it's incredible. It, do you find it interesting that Americans are so quick to use our brain power and Canadians? I mean, we do this with I, we do this with artists all the time. You know, if they're on the Americans radar, then we start to pay attention. Why do we are we doing the same thing with our scientists here and our, our bright minds? Well, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> That's exactly what I feel like. <laughs> well, maybe uh, I'm asking the right guy. Yeah, maybe you're asking the right guy. You know, I I felt that uh, that everybody looks everywhere. You know, they look to the big companies. Are the Americans doing this and this and that? Well, in this case, yeah, the Americans were doing this, right? But uh, yes, we we've been uh, working with. We have all sorts of uh, very advanced uh, products and. Um, and I'm not sure that there's enough appreciation that uh, these mm-hmm. things are made right here in Canada. I mean, it, I'm, I'm in Toronto. You know, we were on the corner of University and Dundas, and people walking by had no idea that that uh, all this cool stuff was uh, being made right there. Can you give us an idea of the dimensions of the portable ventilator? And also, I want to know how they differ from the standard ventilators in the hospital. Okay, so uh, I can answer both of those. So this is about a meter long, and it's... Uh, you know, if I, if I can switch to inches, it's about uh, uh, eight or nine inches high and about three inches wide, and it weighs about 37 pounds. Uh, so it can uh, it can basically be attached to the side of a stretcher or the headboard of a bed, and you're done. And that's your whole intensive care unit. And the way it differs from a regular ventilator is because it is that a ventilator is a ventilator. That's all it does. This has a ventilator, but is basically a complete suite of, um, of life support, including it uh, supports itself. It's got its own uh, energy supply. It works off batteries, and it doesn't need any external oxygen. It uh, generates its own oxygen, takes oxygen out of the air, and concentrates it and provides it to the patient. I can't be the only one wondering why uh, hospitals wouldn't be using this rather than a standard ventilator, because it does so much more. Yes, I can I can give you a little bit of insight uh, of their thinking. So uh, uh, prior to this uh, current crisis, uh, you didn't need all that because the hospitals had rooms that were completely set up with all the oxygen, the monitors and everything. And all they needed basically was a ventilator. You just sort of wheel a ventilator in and you've got everything there. With this crisis, the, uh, these ICU, intensive care unit rooms get used up. And then you have to look after patients in other rooms. And then suddenly you don't have all this ancillary equipment. You may have a ventilator, fine, that's great. <laughs> but, you know, to look after the patient, you know, you also have to get oxygen and air, compressed air, compressed oxygen, electrocardiographic monitors, uh, arterial pressure monitors, uh, a gas monitor, all sorts of things that are required to actually look after the patient. 
the ventilator ends up just sort of blowing air in and out of the lungs. Great. We need that. But you need the rest of it, too. How did you and the federal government settle on 500 of these? Because, you know, we're hearing stories from the states, especially New York, where, you know, uh, New York City wanted 30,000 ventilators. We're, we're nowhere close to where they are with, you know, their COVID-19 pandemic. But why just 500? Is it the, the fact that it's hard to produce these ventilators or you're in a time crunch? What is it? Well, it's not from our side. I think this is this is what the uh, what the federal government had ordered. I don't I, I wasn't part of the. Uh, negotiation and all of that stuff, but we could we could definitely have produced and can produce uh, much more once we get uh, ramped up, which we're doing now. And by the way, we've already delivered our first group of ventilators. Uh, How many of, of uh, life support systems? I think there's um, I'm going to guess around ten. We just delivered them last week, and we're about to deliver uh, uh, another group. But once we get ramped up, which which is what we're doing. Um, yes, we can deliver way more. We're speaking with Dr. Fisher from Thornhill Medical. They have the ability to produce 50 ventilators a month. But in order to fill your order of 500 with the government, you've partnered with Linamar Canada. They are the second largest auto parts manufacturer, and they're based in Guelph, Ontario. Beyond increased production of ventilators, what other benefits has partnering, partnering with this company afforded you? Uh, well, we've just started the partnership, but they end up being a fantastic partner. They have uh, all sorts of resources from uh, being able to um, acquire all the components that we need. Uh, they're a large uh, group so that uh, the suppliers are uh, very cooperative with them. Uh, they're very organized. Uh, they have excess uh, labor and space and and there's no reason why we can't uh, ramp up to whatever is actually required. Are you getting orders from other countries? Uh, we, we have lots of inquiries uh, from other countries, and we still continue to supply militaries in other countries. Okay, so, uh, but you you do have the ability uh, now partnered with uh, Linamar to up your, your production of these ventilators. Um, I, I just, uh, I thank you so much for joining us today because I, I, you've answered a lot of questions that I think are nagging, uh, you know, in people's minds. It's it's those um, very small questions of how, how do they work? Where did the idea for this technology come? And I would imagine that moving forward, hospitals are going to look at your technology and think this has got to be an, a more affordable way to outfit our hospital rooms and get ready for the possibility of our next pandemic. I hate to bring it up, but if it happens again, we need to be prepared, and we're learning all this now. Yes, Kelly, it will happen again. That, that part is for sure. Everything else we've talked about is you know, maybe speculative, but there is another one coming. It's just the way the world works. Dr. Fisher, thank you so much for joining us, and I appreciate uh, your time today. Thank you very much. I appreciated your questions. Thank you.